Hey, let me pray for us today. Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for the time that you've given us. Thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you for the pastors of this church. Lord, I pray that you bless them greatly. Lord, I thank you for the church, the Big C Church. It's all around the world, Lord. This weekend, we, we broke the internet, Lord, because so many people were watching church online, thousands of people that have never, ever heard the name Jesus, or thousands of people who are far from you tuned into a church today because it was so accessible because so many churches were, were streaming online. So, Lord, I pray that you'd bless even this weekend. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, well, good morning and welcome to Church Online. We are so glad that you are joining us today. If it's your very first time today, we want you to know that we are glad you're here. We like you and we love you. Go ahead and nudge your neighbor next to you and say, you look good today. Then maybe the person to your left or right, tell them they look good today. If you're joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. If you call Hope Church your home, we want you to know that we love you guys and we miss you. Your pastors miss you. Our, our staff, they miss you guys. And we can't wait to hug you and to kiss you and squeeze you whenever this is all over. Um, if you're visiting us, we want to let you know you can follow us along on all of our social media platforms. We'd love for you to connect with us. Uh, one of the things that we want to invite you to do is be a part of one of our community groups. We're in a community group season right now, and, and we're using a platform called Zoom. I got to be honest with you. Every time I hear the word Zoom, I'm thinking about this. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. And in my mind, over and over again, all I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. But you can follow and be a part of our groups. Just go to hopewintergarden.com and click on connect, and you can find a group. And you can sign up. And all those groups are on a platform called Zoom. And you can be a part of one of those groups. We're meeting every night um, except for tonight. We're meeting every single night at 8 p.m. On, on the same exact platform you are now, Facebook Live. Uh, we're just getting together and we're praying every single night, Monday through Saturday at 8 p.m. And we're just praying together. And we just believe this, that if we're praying together and we're meeting with God, then he can meet with us. So we just want to keep on praying, asking God to meet with us. And um, we hope that you'll come and join us as well. And we're also hoping this, whenever, the, whenever, this, whenever we're allowed to meet again, we want to invite you to come be a part of Hope Church. Come sit in the auditorium with us and meet some people and hug some people with us and have coffee with us. And we know that um, we'd be better for getting to know you. We hope that you'll be better for getting to know us. Last week, we started a brand new series called Strong. And we looked at a verse in the scripture at Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. The Bible says this, this is my command. Be strong, I love, I told you guys last week, my favorite emoji is the strong emoji, but be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God, he's with you wherever you go. If you and I are gonna be strong, it's gonna be because God is with us wherever we go. We looked at a couple things last week that you can write down in your notes wherever you're at today or take a picture of your screen, and it's this, strong people are courageous. We looked at a guy by the name of Joshua last week, and Joshua was a courageous person. God's word told us to be strong and be courageous. Strong people are courageous. We also learned this last week, that courageous people speak faith into every situation. Courageous people speak faith into every situation. I want to encourage you to keep on speaking faith into your situation. We also learned last week this, courageous people show love to everyone around them. I hope this week that you're showing love to people that are around you guys. I hope this week you're showing love to the people in your home. Give somebody some extra grace this week. When you go into the restaurant, give them some extra grace. If you can give somebody some extra grace, hit that heart button on your Facebook there. Let someone know like you're gonna, you're gonna love somebody. You're gonna, you're gonna encourage some people. When you go to the restaurants this week and pick up the curbside to go, man, give an extra tip. Love requires action and courageous people show love 
to everyone around them. And we want to start a brand new conversation today. And we want to talk about fear for a moment. We want to talk about fear for a moment. Because last week we talked about courageous and having courage. But today we want to talk about, we want to talk about fear. What do you do when you're afraid? Where do you run to? Who do you call? I think some of you guys in here today, I brought some illustrations today. And I think some of you guys, when you're afraid, you, maybe you go to your, you go to your go-to teddy bear. And you're like, you know what, this is going to help me not be afraid. Or maybe you call a friend or maybe you call your mom or maybe you call your, you call your dad. But maybe you find yourself in a situation right now where you're afraid. And I want to say this to you. If you find yourself where you're feeling afraid, it's okay. But you know, and as well as I know, that a little, a little teddy bear is not going to help you not be. It might help your kid. It might, you might put some music in your ears. My wife, whenever I leave town, she, leaves, she uses a nightlight. Maybe you're a nightlight kind of person. If you're a nightlight person, hit that heart button. Like, yo, I use a nightlighter. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna help you. Maybe this isn't big enough for some of you guys in here today. So, for some of you, maybe you got to get the bigger version. Like, you need the you need the, the the three foot version of the of the fear. Something that's gonna help you. And and maybe hugging this will make you feel better. But you know as well as I know that going to get a teddy bear and a stuffed animal is not gonna help you. It's not gonna help you be afraid. So what do we do? We looked at a guy by the name of Joshua last week. We find ourselves today at the very end of Joshua's life. You can know a lot about people um, when you first meet them, but you can know a lot, a lot about people when you've watched them their whole entire life. Joshua took on the mantle last week from a guy by the name of Moses, and now we see him years later. He's still leading these people called the children of Israel, and he gives us a story today or a passage of Scripture today that can help you and it can help me with fear. It's a little bit greater than, it's a little, the, the scripture that we're going to read today, it's a little bit greater than a stuffed animal. It's God's word. This book right here, we're believing, we're hanging on to this book this week, and we're hanging on to this book because this book will help us get through what we're going through. So if you have a Bible, flip open to Joshua chapter 23, verse 1. We're going to see here where Joshua's in a season of his life at the very end, and He's going to gather some of his friends together, a lot like you. You've gathered your friends together, maybe just your kids in this season. Kind of give them some, here's what we're going to do. In in Joshua chapter 24, verse 1, the Bible says this. Then Joshua, he got all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders and the leaders and the judges and the officers. So they came and they presented themselves to God. I want to ask you the question this morning, what are you presenting yourself to? What are, you, what are you giving your thoughts to? What are you giving your actions to this morning? Joshua calls the guys together and says, hey, guys, I want to I give you guys a word. And he says here in this passage of Scripture, Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you. I want to encourage you today. What God is sharing with them today, he can share with you and he can share with me today. Now, what he's about to share with them is this. He's gonna, we're going to read through some things briefly this morning. And these are all things that the children of Israel could have been afraid about. They could have been fearful about. But Joshua says, hey, guys, we've made it through all these things, all these things that I'm going to read to you this morning. But we were never afraid. We had courage all the way through. We were strong all the way through. He says, long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, they lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshiped other gods. Like a long time ago, before we were close to God, your ancestors, they were worshiping the wrong thing. Maybe you've been there before where you've been going to the wrong thing for advice or going to the wrong places for advice or going to the wrong thing or to the wrong places to help you feel comfort. Maybe you're still going to your teddy bear or to your giraffe. You were going to the wrong places like these people were going to the wrong places. And we go on a little bit further because I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and I led him into the land of Canaan. I have taken him 
a long way. I gave him descendants through his son Isaac. He goes on a little bit further and tells him, to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, to Esau gave the mountains of Seir, while Jacob and his children, they went down into Egypt. He tells the guys, I've given you guys a lot of things. It's right now in our state of our country and where you're at, it'd be very easy for you to feel like, man, I don't have very much. But I want to encourage you that with sal- because of salvation that God's given you, you have all that you need. God is providing for you. There's a lot right now. You can think about all the things that you don't have. But I want to encourage you today. You have way more than you, way more than you don't have. And he says here, I've given you guys, because I sent Moses and Aaron, and I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And, and afterward, I brought you out as a free people. And when your ancestors arrive at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chase after you with chariots and charioteers. He, he goes, when you've been in the toughest situations of your life, I've been right there with you. One of the toughest situations of these people's life, they were faced with they're about to be killed from behind. And they find themselves with their enemy chasing from behind. And they find themselves in front of the Red Sea with no place to go but through it. And I want to encourage you today, what we're going through right now, we can't go backwards. The only way we're going to get through this, this virus, the only way we're going to get further along with our faith in Christ is to keep on going forward. And he says, when your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians and I drowned them. This With your very own eyes, you saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. I want to encourage you today that some of you guys, you have seen God do some incredible things. Right now is not the time to be looking at what he's not doing, but it's to remember the things that he has done. Don't look at what he hasn't done. Look at what he has done in your life. You're with your very own eyes. You saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you into the land of the Amorites on the east side of Egypt. And I finally, like, we're going to get through this. We are going to get through this. The next verse, he says this, they fought against you. But what happened? I destroyed them. Like, I took care of them for you guys. Like, you were afraid, and and they were bigger, and they were faster, and they were stronger. But I took care of you. God wants to take care of you today. He goes, I gave you victory over them. And you took possession over their land. Like, you you got their land. Like, you got land I'm going to give you, and you got their land also. Then Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, he started a war against Israel. And he summoned Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you guys. I mean, you guys had lots of reason to fear, but Joshua said, we've made it through. Like, we could be fearful, but we don't have to be. We could be strong right now. But I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam bless you, and so I rescued you from Balak. When you crossed the Jordan River, you guys, you didn't cross just one body of water, but you crossed over two bodies of water. When you crossed through the Jordan River and you came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites. I mean, come on, somebody. If you know anything about battle, these guys, have, they fought a lot of people. And the Bible records today, every single one of those battles, you're going you're, you're to win. I'm, I'm, I was talking to my friend, Pastor Joey, today, and one of our overseers, and he says, I'm preaching virus to victory, virus to victory. I want to encourage you today. Right now, we are staring at the eyes of virus, but I want to let you know that victory is coming. God has a plan to get you all the way through it. If he can get the children of Israel, the Parasites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, then he can get you through the coronavirus as well. The Bible says, I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites it was not your swords and your bows that brought you through. Like, listen, we're not going to get through what we're going through because we're fast, because we're strong, because we're smart, because we're, we have great ideas. We're going to get through what we're going through because of God. You don't have to look very far. Our nation is turning to God. Last week, there were thousands of you guys that joined us. 
And I want to encourage you to keep on following us and keep on being a part of all of God. Keep on praying with us and, and keep on seeking after God. But I hope that this coronavirus season that we're in now, I hope and pray that this isn't just a temporary thing where people are fixing their eyes on God. My prayer is that people will fix their eyes on God right now, but this is indicative of their future. They're going to keep your eyes. They're going to keep their eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He goes, man, I brought you guys victory. God's going to bring us victory. He wants to bring us victory. If you're afraid right now in your living room, God wants to bring you victory. Go on a little bit further. He says, I gave you land that you had not worked for. And I gave you towns that you did not build. And the towns where you are now living, he goes, I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. I called some of our business owners this week, and I, wanted, and I de declared over them and prayed with them, let them know that God has a plan for their business. I want to encourage you to say right now, you may be looking for a new job. I'm declaring right now that you are going to find the job that you need that will supply all your needs. God says that he'll supply your needs. He'll bring you the job that you need to help supply to supply your needs. We're helping people in this season right now. If you need help, man, would you message us? And if we can help you, we want to help you as well. The Bible says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly and put it forever away, the idols that your ancestors worship. Verse 15, when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt, serve the Lord. He's telling them right now, like, hey, we have to serve the Lord no matter what. Man, you guys used to not serve the Lord, but now we need to serve the Lord. Verse 15, it says this, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. You got an option today. You can serve what people are saying to you. You can, you can serve your fears. You can serve your worry. You can serve your doubt, or you can serve the Lord. He wants you to serve the Lord. You, would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates River, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I love this passage of scripture. It's on coffee mugs. It's on doormats. It's in paintings in rooms across America today. Joshua says to the people, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. No matter if we're in a season where the coronavirus is attacking all everything around us, I am going to serve the Lord. At my job, I'm going to serve the Lord. In my family, I'm going to serve the Lord. In my living room, I am going to serve the Lord. Man, if you're going to serve the Lord, would you hit that heart button on your Facebook? You and I, we are called to serve the Lord. In verse 16, he says this, then the people said this, oh, we would never abandon, we would never abandon the Lord, and we would never, ever, ever serve other gods. But you and I, it's very easy to say this, but can I ask you a question today? Are you living your life like this? Are you, are you, are you really serving the Lord with your life right now? Are you, serve, are you serving the God that can give you courage, or are you serving the things that breed fear into your life. I want to give you four things about fear today that I think might would help you in your journey with what you're walking through right now. Here's number one. Write this down. Satan is the author of fear. Satan is the author of fear. Satan is the author of fear. Right now, you may be feeling afraid, but we learned last week in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Oh, no, he hasn't. He's given us a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. He wants you and I to be strong. He wants you and I to be strong today. So I want to encourage you today, write that down. Satan is the author of your fear. Here's the second thing you need to know. Fear will feed you lies. Fear will feed you lies. Right now you're in your living room or in your, you're right next to your coffee pot. Maybe you're getting hungry right now as you hear me preach this or maybe you're watching it on lighter today. I want to encourage you today. You might be hungry. The devil wants to feed you 
The devil wants to feed you some lies. He is the author of fear, and he wants to feed you lies. Fear will always feed you lies. I think Joshua, the enemy told Joshua, hey, Joshua, you're too young. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. Does that sound familiar today? Does that sound familiar? Has Satan been feeding you lies? What lies has Satan been feeding you this week? What lies? Satan's telling you, hey, you can't get a job, and you're not good enough, and you don't have this going. Like, what is Satan been feeding you? What has fear been telling you? Fear will feed you lies. You know, one of our core values at Hope Church is, is generosity. And one of the things that the Satan began to tell me is that, hey, people aren't going to be generous in this season. So people aren't going to want to give to church. People aren't going to want to give to God. Even though God's given them everything, people aren't going to want to do that. And I get the Satan began to tell me, hey, people aren't going to want to be generous. But last week, we got, Satan said, hey, well, don't, if they're not going to be generous, then Hope Church can't be generous. And begin to feed me those lies. And I, they started, I started hearing them a little bit faintly. And I started listening. And I said, no, Satan, I don't want to hear your lies. And so last week, we, we were able to go to uh, Matthew's Hope and drop off some supplies. And we were able to donate to their mission so they can go out and buy food and, and powder and, and toothpaste so they can serve homeless people in our community. And we gave them a, a gift this week that's going to help them get further in their ministry. And I woke up Sunday morning to one of our business owners in our church and he, and he said, man, we want to give to the church. I know right now people are thinking about not giving, but we want to give greater than what we were giving before. And they gave a gift of 10 times the amount of what we gave that week to Matthew's Hope. So this week I woke up and said, man, we're going to continue to give. And so we called up um, Second Harvest Food Bank and, and we, we paid for 2,000 meals to be given away right here in Central Florida because we believe that God is greater than our fears. And we're not going to listen to the lies that the enemy is feeding you and I today. And we went up to another other, one of our partners, Convoy of Hope, and, and we were able to give to Convoy of Hope. And Convoy of Hope, they're, they're giving away 50 truckloads of food and water. They're, they're serving over 2 million pounds of relief supplies, helping over 80,000 people right now. I want to encourage you today, no matter what you're going to, do not listen to the lies that the enemy wants to feed you. Here's the third thing. Write this down. Fear will make you feel alone. Fear will make you feel alone. Right now you're feeling alone, but I want to encourage you today. God is with you. Your community group is with you. Hop on those Zoom calls. Allow us to pray for you. Allow, reach out to us. Would you, would you message us or email us? Man, we want to pray for you. You can email us at 21days at hopewintergarden.com or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. We want to pray for you. You are not alone. We are standing with you as a church. I heard this quote this week by uh, Dr. Steve Stostin. He said this, we've learned in neurology that whatever you focus on is amplified and magnified and seems more important than what you don't focus on. Let me read it to you one more time. We've learned in neurology that whatever you focus on is amplified and magnified and seems more important than what you don't focus on. I want to encourage you today to not listen to the lies that the enemy is telling you right now. He's telling you guys that you're alone. You're not alone. If you focus on being alone, being empty, then you will be what you're thinking about. If you think you're doing well, you're doing well. If you think you're not doing well, then you're not doing well. You may feel alone, but that's a lie right now. There are people, there's a community of people that are praying for you. Whether you're asking us for prayer or not, we are praying for you. And here's the last thing that you need to know. Number four, God is bigger than what you fear. God is bigger than your fear. Right now, some of you guys in here today, you're not, you, you, you're feeling, you, your, your emotions are running all over the place. I wanna let you know that God is so much bigger 
God is so much bigger than your fear. I was talking to a, a mom this week and she said to her son asked her this week, hey mom, how big is how big is the coronavirus? And and she said, I was listening to you on Facebook the night before and, and you'd mentioned that God is bigger than all that we have going on. And she said to my kid, God is bigger than the coronavirus. Right now, some of you guys, you, right now you're struggling with unemployment. I wanna let you know that God is bigger than your unemployment. Maybe right now you're struggling through some relational needs. I wanna encourage you, God is bigger than your relational needs. God is so much bigger than your fear. God is so much bigger than your fear. Even though you can't see him, he's right there with you. Even though you see, think maybe you can't feel him, he is right there with you. I wanna encourage you today, this morning, God knows when all this will end and he will be with us to the very end. God is bigger than what you fear. He doesn't leave you and he doesn't forsake you. Right now in your living room, you might be thinking, man, I just feel alone. And, Man, the enemy's been lying to me and I've been believing the lies that he's been telling me. And, and I just wanna encourage you today right now that we're gonna get through this together. We're gonna, there's a community of people that are praying for you. We're believing that God's gonna bring us to the end of this soon. You know, a lot of people have asked the question, well, who caused this coronavirus? And I wanna encourage you today, God didn't cause it, but he can redeem it and he can cure. And we believe in a God of the universe that can do those things. And so I wanna end our time praying for you. One of the best things I know to do in this time of crisis is to pray. And I can pray to the one who knows when this is going to end. I can pray to the one that can supply all my needs. So if right where you're at, say in your living room, would you bow your head and close your eyes? And would you allow me to pray for you? Dear God, right now in the presence of the living room that the people are sitting in all across the city, all across the world. We have people that watch online last week from Australia and, and Puerto Rico and all around the world, Lord, Michigan, Ohio. Lord, I pray that you would let them know you are right there with them. Lord, I pray they would block out the lies that the enemy is sending them. Lord, I pray that they would not be captive to fear, but they would be encouraged by you, God. They'd be strong in all that you have and all that you want to do in their life. Lord, I pray that you would help them to know that this we're going to get through this soon. The season that we're in right now, it's not going to last forever, and they don't have to be afraid. They can be strong right now, Lord, because you are bigger than all of our fears. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you're joining us online today, you might be listening and be thinking, you know what, I just don't know about this whole God thing. And I wanna give you an opportunity right now in your living room to invite Christ to be your savior. The best thing that we can give you is prayer and, and, and tell you that there's a God who loves you. And we wanna give you today, right where you're at, we wanna give you a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, we can't give it to you. It's a gift that God wants to give you today, but we wanna tell you how you can accept the free gift of salvation. At Hope Church, we always say it's as simple as ABC. Letter A, you have to admit that you've done wrong. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter three, verse 23, that we have all sinned. We've all done wrong. We've all missed the mark. Every single person has done something wrong. We've all sinned. We have to admit that today. And you, I wanna encourage you today, if you have a hard time admitting that you're done wrong, I'm the, I'm the pastor of this church and, and I've done wrong. And the person you're sitting next to you, they, they've done wrong. And the people that lead our country, they've done wrong. Everyone that's ever lived has, has sinned and done something wrong. You have to admit that you've done wrong. Letter B, You've got to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. <clears throat> you know, we're coming up on Easter season right now and that we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today that there was a God who came to this earth through his son named Jesus and he lived a perfect, sinless life and he died on the cross. He paid the payment that you should have paid and that I should have paid, but he did that for you and for me. And the Bible tells us that in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that he commended his love for us. You gotta believe that today. And then letter C, you gotta commit your life to him. You gotta commit your life to him. Romans chapter 10, nine through 13 tells us if we, would, if we confess our sins and we commit our life to Jesus and he will forgive us of all of our sins 
and we can have a relationship with him today. So I want to encourage you wherever you're at today, would you invite him into your life today? Would you just tell him right where you're at? Say, Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I've done wrong. I admit that today. I believe that you died on the cross for, for my sins. And today, Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. You can have my life. Would you take my life and would you make it new? That's, that's all you got to ask him to do. Admit that you've done wrong and believe down the cross for your sins and commit your life to him. And the Bible says that today can be the day of your salvation. If, you, if today you're saying, man, that's for me, I want to encourage you to pray that prayer right where you're at. Would you just admit that today? Talk to him. Have a conversation. The way you talk, the way I'm talking to you today in your living room is the same way that you talk to God. And if today you made that commitment to follow Christ, to your Savior, would you go to our website, hopeintergarden.com, and, 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 and would you click on Know God? And if you want to know more about God, you could just, you could read more about how to know God. And would you let us know? Would you send us a message and say, hey, today I committed my life to Jesus. And you can email us that. You can direct message us that. You can send us a message on Facebook. We would love to celebrate that with you today. Man, thanks so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you next week. Love you guys.